So, gonna look at a story about a tax man. Tax man, we love those. And if you if you think New Zealand tax man is challenging, uh, other parts of the world are more challenging. Just as we're leaving Burkina, we're moving from our town in Tenkorogo to about an hour and a half away to another town, Fara. And we're moving our stuff. And uh, the people in Fara, missionaries in Fara, they found uh, a guy with a truck, um, got some guys, and he sent the truck over. And so he was going to, he loaded up our stuff and um, he left. About an hour, we finished off cleaning up our house. We left. And we got there first. And so <clears throat> we waited and we waited. And then um, some, some guys were sent down to the market to see what the story was. Because you always find out at the market what the story is. And they came back and said, um, the douane has got the truck, which is French for the uh, tax guy. And what had happened, our town, Tenkorogo, was quite close to the Togo border. And uh, the truck driver had popped down to the Togo border, got some uh, big bags of sugar that were cheaper in Togo, hid them under our furniture, and then um, drove. And you know, you get stopped all along the way. And one of the stops is the the douane, and they check um, if you you got stuff across the border or not. And um, just about got through, and then they saw just the corner of the sack of sugar. So they impounded the truck, all our stuff, got, um, the word came back, Duan's got it, uh, you have to go down and see the, I think he's called Duan, yeah. Uh, so I went down to see him, and, and that was challenging. And he, <laughs> he said, um, yep. Uh, it's going to be about a million CFR, I think, for the truck, using that truck, a million CFR, so this is about 3,000 New Zealand, um, for uh, importing sugar illegally, da-da-da, da-da-da, and I'm going to throw your guy in jail, uh, unless you pay for him. And I says, part of the problem, in the palm on pots, uh, there's no problem with that, he's not my guy. Moi, je viens de Nouvelle-Zélande. Me, I come from New Zealand. You can throw him in jail. And, and, uh, and uh, he says, oh, Nouvelle-Zélande, ça c'est le pays de Jonah Lum. Boom. <laughs> and then we talked rugby for about 10 minutes. And, uh, and then he says, okay, uh, tomorrow you bring, get another truck, load up your stuff, um, this truck, this guy will stay here. And so, did that, got another truck, got our all-black flag, gave it to the nice man, nice tax man, <laughs> and uh, that was that. The, I don't know about the... Oh! I think... <laughs> within a couple of days, we saw him round Fada. He was driving down to the other border. I think he was driving down to the Niger border. So I think he paid his money, and he was on his way again. Uh, we're going to look at Luke chapter 19, another text man, Zacchaeus. Let's pray. Uh, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, Lord, this morning. As we open up your words, speak to us today, we ask, Lord. 
Zacchaeus was a tax agent in Jericho. Uh, Jericho, we'll show that photo, that um, map. Jericho was 24 kilometers from Jerusalem. It was, uh, it was, Jerusalem was elevated. It was about nine, 900 meters above Jericho. And it was, uh, is that hard to see? Quite hard to see. It's about the third town. Oh, dear, a little thing there. This is, so there's Jerusalem and there's Jericho. 24 kilometers difference, um, 900 meters difference. So Jerusalem was quite high up. It was a dangerous road. Um, remember the story of the Good Samaritan? That was a road that he got beaten up on. Um, because there's so much traffic and lots of people carrying lots of goodies, bandits were terrible on the road. The first century Jewish historian Josephus said um, lots of people were carry, would carry weapons for traveling that road. It was so dangerous. And um, great place to be a tax man, Jericho. The other, um, not only people going to Jerusalem, they're going across the Jordan to the eastern lands there. So lots of people, lots of stuff coming and going. The tax system at the time of Jesus was basically a franchise system. So you would uh, kind of buy or get the franchise off the Romans and then you would get the tax off the people and you would put on your cut. And depending uh, how tough you were, your cut could be big or small. Uh, Zacchaeus, he got some good cuts. He was the chief tax collector. Let's, let's read it from the Bible, Luke chapter 19, 1 to 10. Zacchaeus entered Jericho, uh, sorry, Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, the text clear Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector, was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed the sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. All the people began to mutter, he's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anyone out of anything, I'll pay them back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. You know, Zacchaeus was up the tree, not only because he was short, but because he was unpopular. He was rich, but people hated him. Zacchaeus was a collaborator. He was a collaborator with the occupying force of the Romans. Zacchaeus helped enable the oppression of his countrymen. People hated him. But interestingly, the name, the name Zacchaeus means the righteous one. The righteous one. Righteous he was not, but righteous he was to become. And the reason I wanted to look at this story is because 
It is the type five in action. Let's show the type five. We've had um, five weeks of looking at the five purposes of the church. Now, thanks to all our contributors. Warren did the first one on worship. Um, Amanda Quinonia Fellowship. Dan did social concern. I've done the two locks of evangelism and edification. So we've got the two props, worship in the middle, the hooker, and the two locks, edification and evangelism. The huge picture here, worship, worship, verses 6, 9, and 10. Back to the scripture, please. Huge picture here of the elements of worship. You know, Zacchaeus responds to the goodness of God. He responds to the goodness of God. There's joy. There's sacrifice. There's generosity. Verse 6, it says, Zacchaeus welcomed Jesus rejoicing. Now some translations have gladly, but that's too weak. It's rejoicing. Rejoicing. There's a, um, a church at Mount Monganui called Curates, and one of the pastors was telling us about this thing that happened uh, a few years back where one early in the morning, a young dad comes, and he comes in and he says, um, uh, they're sitting up, and he says, um, do, you, do, you, do you have God at this church? And they say, uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, we, I think God here, God is here. He said, well, why, is, why that question? And he says, well, it's just like that... Um, these amazing things have started happening to our family. And my wife, she says, maybe there is a God, and maybe we should try and go and find that God. Why don't, I want you to go, um, go and find the church and ask them if they have God in their church. And if they have God in their church, you come back and we'll go as a family to that church. And they didn't have the language, but what they see, what they were doing is they wanted to that very natural thing of when you experience the goodness of God, it brings you into wanting to worship God. That's what they wanted to do. And they didn't have the language to express that, but they they knew what was going on inside of them. And this is what happened to Zacchaeus, the great. 20th century theologian, um, the German Karl Barth says, the most natural response to God's grace is gratitude. Gratitude goes with grace. When you experience God's grace, God's unmerited generosity, the most natural response in the world is generosity, is gratitude. And Jesus welcomes Zach back into the whanau of faith, the, the family of faith, and Jesus says of Zach, uh, this man too is a son of Abraham, verse 9. You see, this is about the big picture of salvation. And so Jesus puts Zacchaeus back into the stream of the history of salvation. Abraham, the patriarch of faith, the granddaddy of faith. And Zacchaeus is back in. He thought he was out. He thought he had to go down the street and climb up a tree away from all his enemies all the people that he grew up that now hated him. But he's back in. He's back in the whanau of faith. He's part of God's plan. And it shows this huge excitement and joy and generosity and sacrifice. There's people all over the place and money going all over the place. Uh, basically, 
worship. That's his response. He's wor- he, he, did, he, can't, you know, he doesn't maybe not know it, but he's worshiping God. Worship. One of the type five. Number one, evangelism. You know, evangelism, is, it's not really sharing your faith. It's, it's gruntier than that. Jesus is gruntier than that. It's stronger than that. Jesus says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must come to your house. Now, evangelism is proclaiming, it's testifying, it's warning, it's persuading, it's defending, it's, it's pleading, it's calling. Evangelism is gruntier than sharing your faith. And, and it, you know, cool, gentleness, cool, uh, respect, yes. But sometimes, you know, I just wonder if we value certain relationships more than a clear statement of the truth. And here's a question for all of us. Are we engaging people with the same sense of authority and urgency that Jesus did? Are we? You know, Jesus looked up into the tree and said, verse 5, I must come to your house today. And not just come to save the lost, verse 10, but seek out and save the lost. You know, sometimes the lost just don't come wandering in. Sometimes we have to go and seek them out. We've got a bit wimpy in the West, I think. I remember in Tenkorogo, once a month on Fridays, uh, Pastor Abdullah a convert from Islam and I would we'd go off and we'd have church on a Friday night. If it was far away, we'd, we'd sleep over. And um, we'd share the preaching a bit. And we were, I think we were coming back one day from Buddha's uh, village. And we stopped to buy some bread on the road. And, and the bread sellers were a different tribe. And they, one of them was, was asking, what are you up to? And they said, oh, we've been out at um, uh, Fulani village what do you do there? Are we, I was saying, I was saying, oh, you know, we try and help the people with their different needs. And that it. Abdullah, he steps forward and says, nous sommes le missionnaire. We are missionaries. On amen, we bring la bonne nouvelle de Jésus-Christ. We are missionaries. We bring the good news of, Je- of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Verse 10, For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. The Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. I'm going to read something. I'm going to read something. This is amazing. Um, this is from a, he's a Catholic priest, and he worked in East Africa amongst the Maasai people. His name is Vincent Donovan. You can read this book. If the first one up here can read it after me. Um, so his name, he's a priest. His name is Donovan. Months later... When all this had passed, I was sitting talking with a Maasai elder about the agony 
of belief and unbelief. He used two languages to respond to me, his own, Kiswali, uh, his own in Kiswali. He pointed out that the word my Maasai catechist, Paul, had used to convey faith was not a very satisfactory word in their language. It meant literally to agree to. I myself knew the word had that shortcoming. He said to believe like that was similar to a white hunter shooting an animal with his gun from a great distance. Only his eyes and his fingers took part in the act. We should find another word. He said, for a man really to believe is like a lion going after its prey. His nose and eyes and ears pick up the prey. His legs give him the speed to catch it. All the power of his body is involved in the terrible death leap and single blow to the neck with the front paw, the blow that actually kills. And as the animal goes down, the lion envelops it in his arms. Africans refer to the front legs of an animal as its arms. He pulls it to himself and makes it part of himself. This is the way a lion kills. This is the way a man believes. This is what faith is. I looked at the elder in silence and amazement. But my wise old teacher was not finished yet. We did not search you out, Padre, he said to me. We did not even want you to come to us. You searched us out. You followed us away from your house into the bush, into the plains, into the steppes where our cattle are, into the hills where we take our cattle for water, into our villages, into our houses. You told us the high of the high God how we must search for him, even leave our land and our people to find him. But we have not done this. We have not left our land. We have not searched for him. He has searched for us. He has searched us out and found us. All the time we think we are the lion. In the end, the lion is God. In the end, the lion is God. Yeah, Aslan. Worship, evangelism. Thirdly, edification, verse 5. Edification means spiritual improvement, advancement. It's not a hit and run encounter. Not just say this prayer, Zach, and then I'm off again. It's not that. He says, I must spend the day at your house. Not come down from the tree, repeat this prayer after me. It's, no, I want to spend the whole day at your house. The Flani of West Africa, they have a verb for spending the day. What is it? To spend the day. Nyande uh, is day, but Nyalude is to spend the day. Spend the day. And, and in dry season, man, they would spend the day. Let's say, um, Amadou, I'm going to come in Yalude at your house. And they would come and they would just sit under the, the donkey and the lean-to short and they'd be there all day. <laughs> and Jesus went to his house and sat there with his friends and family and, and, and had, a, had a feed and talked and taught. And it produced not just a scalp, not just a salvation, but a real deep response, edification, spiritual development, worship, 
evangelization. Fourthly, social concern. You know, it's amazing the turnaround and how that affected the way he re- reacted eh, with Zacchaeus. How, how that affected him and his reaction to the poor. But not just feeling sad, but there's a, this redistribution. He says, uh, now I give half to the poor. Half to the poor. You know, the chapter before, interestingly, Jesus told the rich young man, give it all away. But Jesus doesn't repeat that to Zacchaeus. But uh, actually, um, Zacchaeus gives way, 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 way more than the going rate for recompense. The going rate for recompense, based on the Old Testament, was a fifth. So you pay back the sum. You've done something wrong. You pay back the sum you've acquired it illegally, and one-fifth. So, so you ripped off 100 bucks. It's 100 plus a fifth, 120. But Zacchaeus, he pays back four times. 100 times four, 400. Whoa. Social concern. Fifthly, koinonia, fellowship, that, that, that together aspect. You know, you get the feeling from this Story. There's lots of people lurking around. And that's what happens in, in very poor areas. If you've got some money, all the nephews and nieces and uncles and aunties, they're all there. And uh, so verse 9, Jesus says this. Interesting. Jesus says, salvation has come to this house. Not just Zacchaeus, but the house. Like Acts 16, Paul says to the jailer, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Um, worship team, if you can come up, please. We're gonna, you'll have a chance to respond today if you want. Um, I'm just going to read this as well. If you can just um, be ready, we'll play a song and then we'll be finished and people will be um, here to pray if you want to if you want to respond, if you want to respond to the lion today, you'll have a chance. I want to read this. Same, same guy, same place, East Africa, Donovan. As I was nearing the end of evangelization of the Maasai communities, I began to look towards baptism. So I went to the old man in the Angoya community to prepare them for the final step. I told him I'd finished the imparting of the Christian message in as much as I could. I had taught them everything I knew about Christianity. Now it was up to them. They could reject it or accept it. I could do no more. If they did accept it, of course it required public baptism. So I would go away for a week or so and give them the opportunity to make their judgment on the gospel of Jesus Christ. If they did accept it, then there would be baptism. However, baptism wasn't automatic. Over the course of the year it had taken me to instruct them, I had gotten to know them very well indeed. So I stood up in front of the assembled community and began. This old man sitting here has missed too many of our instruction meetings. He was always out herding cattle. He would not be baptised with the rest. These two on the side will be baptized because they always attended and understood very well what we talked about. 
So did this young mother. She will be baptized. But that man there has obviously not understood the instructions. And that lady there has scarcely believed the gospel message. They cannot be baptized. And this warrior has, shown, has not shown enough effort. The old man in, Dango, in Dangoyo stopped me politely but firmly. Padre, why are you trying to break us up and separate us? During this whole year you've been teaching us, we have taught about these things when you're not here at night around the fire. Yes, there have been lazy ones in this community, but they have been helped by those with much energy. There are stupid ones in the community, but they have been helped by those that are intelligent. Yes, there are ones with little faith in this village, but they have been helped by those with much faith. Would you turn out and drive out the lazy ones and the ones with little faith and the stupid ones from the first day, uh, from, uh, and the stupid ones? From the first day, I have spoken for these people. This is the old, old elder, old African elder. And I speak for them now. Now, on this day, one day later, well, uh, sorry, one year later, I can declare for them and for all of this community that we have reached the step in our lives where we can say, we believe. We believe. And I want to say, as a, as a household of faith, uh, we believe. And there's, I know, there is a spectrum of faith here. Little faith, lots of, middle faith, lots of faith. You know, and there's lazy ones and all that. But as a community of faith, we say, we believe. We believe. You know, and if God has spoken to you this morning and you want to respond, there's people here who would love to pray for you in whatever way. And uh, if you've never come down from your tree, or if you feel you want to come down from your tree again and respond to Jesus, people would love to help you with that. And if you just want prayer in any other way... Uh, you'd be welcome.